Let's join Josh Altman and Kevin Klein. One of them rich, the other one infamous. And together, they're all dollars, no cents. Officially, we call the show All Dollars, No Cents. Unofficially, you guys have been calling it Million Dollar Listen. Regardless, Josh Altman is back in the building. Kevin Klein here for another exciting edition, uh, a show that has uh, inspired many people to actually either quit their job, start a new job. And we just uh, got word this week, Josh, someone that uh, started listening to this show after the first episode decided to go get their real estate license. They claim, and I don't know how long we've been doing this, that they have now made personally over a million dollars in commissions. Is is that is that a good run? Should I, am I stupid that I'm still doing this show and I have not gotten my real estate license yet? I think so. I've been telling you for years yeah, you to have do been. that. And uh, well, you know, it's funny you say that. The producers on my show, Million Dollar Listing, have learned so much about real estate and deals that a lot of them look at me all the time when we're filming and they say I'm in the wrong business. Like watching you guys do this stuff. Now that we watch you do it for five, six, seven, eight years in a row on the show. We should be doing this. So it's really funny, but that's very believable. And by the way, give me that person's phone number. He should be part of the Altman Brothers. Um, how, how often and, and how many people do you think, because I, I even see you'll, you're, uh, you know, you'll regram or retweet people that will reach out to you and say, you, know, you, taught the man, you taught me everything I know. You didn't get into this to teach people anything. You got into this to make money, right? Yeah, I mean, that was- absolutely. I get those emails all the time. By the way, they're the best ones. The DMs that, you know, which is why I repost them a lot of people who say you've inspired me. I read your book. This is why I'm successful. This and that. I love those. I mean, I like getting those a lot more than you look like a clown. Are you (laughs) are you uh, 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 Burton Ernie's twin, whichever? I forgot which one was which. It's funny because even the other day, you know, just to give people an idea of what it's like. You know, we see the good stuff all the time in the show. Even the bad stuff looks good to most regular people. You know, I'm the voice of the 99 percent. You, of course, are the voice of the one percent. But the other day you wrote something online. You were taking your daughter to school. And, uh, and you've said many times on the show, and I know it to be true because I see you in your personal life. But family is always been the most important thing. Even before you had kids, your relationship that you had with your parents. Obviously, your dad joined us for an episode. Your brother joined us for an episode. You're like a family guy through and through. And you had uh, written something about uh, best time of my day, taking my daughter to school. Immediately they go, really? The best part of your day should be picking her up from school so you can spend time with her, not dropping her off so you don't need to spend time with her. And then it went on. Listen, the best is when one of my Instagram followers attacks the other Instagram follower. Oh, it's great. And then it's an all-out war on your page. A, a comment you war. A comment yeah, war. Yeah, no, you can't win. You cannot win. I was just trying to say it's the best time ever spending, you know, best part of my day, spending that right. 10 minutes driving her and spending one-on-one time with her. Which, you know, you think about it, it's so funny because, first of all, anyone who's got kids knows that dropping your kid off anywhere is the greatest thing ever. You get a little <laughs> bit of freedom. Anyone who pretends that that's not, they're, 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 they're being fake anyway. I was going to ask you, what is more exhausting, fake enthusiasm with children? And I saw it because you do it with my kids too, but like you have to get really excited about everything or fake enthusiasm with our wives. No, no, with, that's not what I was going to say. With uh, fake enthusiasm with clients, right? Because sometimes you do have to... Uh, exaggerate right if, if they're if they're either not listening to what you're saying they think something's worth more than it is you have to or or they want you to get really excited about a deal that maybe you're less than excited about because you've got 16 other things going on both exhausting yeah uh, I will tell you like today for instance uh, I showed houses to a client for three hours by the end of the three hours 
I, I couldn't even talk. My wife was like, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you doing anything around the house? Why aren't you helping with the kids? I said, leave me alone. I need to go to sleep. And it was, it was more because of the, I guess, being 110% for three hours straight is exhausting. Teaching, because a lot of times I teach my buyers what to look for and, and explaining to them what's good, what's bad. And it's constantly talking. And if I'm not chugging water, Right. During the showings, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm parched and exhausted right. by the end. Now, listen, people are going to listen to this and be like, you got to be kidding me. Is is this guy really complaining? I'm just answering the question. They're both exhausting. But by no means do I think my job is as exhausting as 99.9% sure. of the jobs out there. But like uh, it mentally exhausting. I mean, I've seen I've, I've been a witness to some calls. Yeah, I said we've been at the dinner more than a few times where you'll take a call at the beginning of the meal. You will come back. Oftentimes, just to throw your credit card down at the end, and then you'll tell me afterwards what was going on because you take it quite seriously. Uh, I wanted to talk today specifically, though, about something that uh, I think that you must have to experience now more than ever. We've always talked about opportunities. We've talked about a lot of the, uh, the decisions you've had to make in the career, uh, things that you uh, have, have either re regretted or things that you're glad that you did. But you're in an opportunity right now. You're in a position right now where you have to say no a lot. And I would imagine that saying no is a weird thing you had to learn how to do, right? Because there's got to be a time where you go, I got to take every opportunity that comes my way. I'll take every listing that gets given to me. But, but now um, it's, it's nonstop. So it's interesting you brought that up, actually. And I find that over the past 24 months is really when I started embracing the word no. So in every aspect of my life, business-wise, um, so there's, of course, getting listings. Uh, a listing is too overpriced. Like I walked into a listing two days ago. The lady thought her house was worth $50 million, And I knew, and I knew very strongly, that the house was worth more, closer to $30 million. There's a big difference there. And I actually turned it down. And a lot of people would say, what are you talking about? Why would you turn down a $50 million listing? But at the same time, you got to realize that it cost me 50000 to market that. Right, right. And if I do a lot of these, I'm actually going to be losing a lot of money as opposed to what I'm supposed to be doing is making money. If um, $50 million property, most, most realtors, I would imagine, would, would kill for the opportunity to have that in their portfolio, right? Because as you have said before, there are some people that are not successful in real estate because they spend too much time proud of the houses that they are listing as opposed to actually selling them, right? And so this house, you would have stood to make what commission on? Well, if it sold and was priced correctly, right. I would have made, I don't know, $750,000. But that's if, and that won't sell at the price that they wanted, so it literally would have been it doesn't matter what the commission would have been because it's non-existent. Are there people, like, you know, uh, when I was looking to buy a house, and by the way, I should point out, for those of you listening, I still rent. The whole goal behind this show is that Josh and I are as different as we can be. The man owns multiple houses. I rent. He's gonna, I think he probably, will you pull up in a Rolls Royce today? Yes. Okay, okay, of course. Just making sure. We both have Rolls Royces. Other than Kevin, that. Kevin loves to like rub that <laughs> in and be like, I'm so Rolls Royce guy. I, I got to make it clear that people know that Josh I'm. Josh so goes to a supermarket in a Rolls Royce. He, he actually did, but he knew where what, the. What, are we going to walk? Well, that's right. Yeah. The best The best was one day I'll tell the story about the time we were uh, we were buying, I think, balloons and uh, we were getting ready for a surprise party and there was like paparazzi or something. You're like, 
you got to hold all these balloons. I can't, I can't. And so <laughs> it's like me holding 47 balloons and, and, uh, and, and a giant thing of toilet paper uh, while Josh posed for the cameras. But, um, but I wanted to find out, like, when, when, when you turn that down, right, that's you saying, I'm probably not going to make a dollar on this. Are there certain people that you know when they come to you? You, you can already know. They've had 15 different realtors work on their house. Yes. It, it's, it, it's a curse, almost like there's certain restaurants that are in um, doomed locations. You yeah. know, no oh, matter, yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter there's what opens. Right. No matter what opens there, no matter how good it looks. Doomed. It's definitely going to close, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like that with houses, too? A hundred percent. So there's owners that we all know because we've all met with them. And we've all either taken it and lost money and failed. Uh, or some of the lucky few have walked away. Uh, but they've been on forever. You're like, it's like one of those houses that days on market, which is D-O-M right. on the M-L-S. It's like 762. You're like, you're like come That's on. three like, years. After, yeah. You know, after... Uh, 90 days you better think about reducing your price so what so what does that that tells you either it's priced incorrectly or or are there people that don't really ever want to say you've said before people have an emotional attachment and sometimes they just like to go through the motion yes i had a woman one time i was trying to sell a couch on craigslist she came by six times to sit on the couch i realized (laughs) by about the fifth time she just wanted conversation and at one point i think i made her a vodka drink and i realized she had no intention of buying this couch it's crazy they're not real sellers or buyers right so you deal and, and so so much of what it is that you had to do it probably earlier than now because now at least if it's if it's a big celebrity, you have a good sense. All right, this person probably has some money, but uh, you have to weed out who's going to just waste time, right? Oh, yeah. Just like uh, earlier this week, I showed eight houses to somebody. Uh, they were you know, claiming they were ready to go and buy, and at the end, they asked if I could sign their book that was in their pocket. Oh, and man. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, you just stole two hours away from my life hey they bought a book they bought one of your books though <laughs> i don't even think they bought it uh, oh no it's a library copy well you know you can get those things pretty cheap now. right that's not true <laughs> it writes very well um so so when when we talk about no and the power of saying no right you know and you said before you've had people that have come to you for investment opportunities someone tried to sell you a gas station um when people are listening to this no matter what it is that they do right you think you need to kind of be always available for every opportunity. And I think what, what I've picked up from you over the times we've been doing the show is you'll say, be open to things, be open to potential opportunities, because you've even mentioned some seeds that you may have planted three, four years ago, maybe even some stuff you had forgotten about. All of a sudden, a phone call comes through, and the person that you, I assume the reason we're spending so much time together now is because you still have confidence in about three, four years, I'll be making some serious money and need to buy a house from you. Me, your parents, we, we, it's all been a long time. We've all thought. We, in yeah. fact, I was at a uh, speaking engagement a few days ago, and I was with uh, uh, your buddy from Playboy Radio. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Bob Guinea. Bob Guinea. That's so funny. The former, was, former Bachelor. He was, I think he was the second or third Bachelor on the Bachelor series. Bachelor Bob, they called him. That's right. Yeah, it's super nice guy, super talented host, and... Uh, uh, he was hosting an event that I was at, and we were talking about you. And yeah, we were like, "You are so talented." <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys must be. Hammered. You are so talented. What's going on? Like, why are you not on on top of the world, living in a forty million dollar house? It's funny. Sorry say, to give you that late at night. If, if, right o- if only people could see where we're actually doing the episode right now. It makes, <laughs> it, makes it makes it even funnier because mo- more often than not, we do these episodes inside of uh, one of Josh's listings. Today, uh, Josh was nice enough to uh, slum it over to my neck of the woods, and we were actually sitting 
in in a bedroom right now. Wait, wait, wait. not in a bedroom. We're in your in, master in my bedroom. bedroom. That's right. That's where I made. You're sitting right where I made my second child. Right there. <laughs> right. right there. Don't don't move too far to the left. Uh, Locked it, ourselves in here so your kids don't hear and so, your wife doesn't hear and we get some uh, soundproof. It's well, actually pretty good. Yeah, the, the audio is not bad. More importantly, the messaging is key. And 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 I really wanted today specifically because. You this week, and I'm not sure and when. This is more action that's ever happened. This is this more bedroom. action. There's more action than this bedroom has ever seen before. Um, uh, this week is you got a pretty major listing. I mean, a pretty well. Uh, I would. Is it the big? Is it one of the biggest ones you've had? I don't know financially, but I mean, this is a big. That's the one. The Norm Lear Estate in Brentwood. You see, you you you, you mix me up. You said fifty million. Let's get it. It's thirty nine million nine hundred ninety five thousand. That's on me. All right. When I get when I see something over thirty nine million, I round up to fifty. But I understand that that's a world of what. This is a thirty nine and a half million dollar property. It's called the Norman Lear Estate. Explain why this is so valuable and and how you came across getting this landing this because I saw as soon as you posted it, people started going. You know, you look at these houses. It's really hard. It's an amazing thing what you do, where you kind of you post something, and then the next day you go, "Well, I'm never going to see a nicer house than that." And then the next day, "Oh man, that's a that's a much nicer house." Then the next day, that's uh, a compound. Yeah, I don't know if you can see much nicer than this uh, unless you're really in the high end game. But the normal real estate, the reason why it's so special is, uh, first of all, it's an eight and a half acre estate in Brentwood. It, I, I, God's not making any more land. And uh, this is some very valuable land. In fact, the land itself is probably worth $38 million. Um, oh, you think the dirt is worth more than the actual? Cause well, on the house is, is incredible. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's, it, in my opinion, this house at 30, 39, sorry, $39.995 million, Steal. It's a deal. It's a steal. Uh, and I think that whoever does buy it, whatever billionaire or half a billionaire buys it, because you obviously have to have some serious money, not only to buy it, but turning into the legacy estate that stays in your family for the next hundred years. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be impressive. Uh, and by the way, what's also impressive about it is the history. I mean, this is a guy normally, or which a lot of you who, who are uh, listening right now might not know exactly who he is. He's basically, I would say one of the most famous American television writer and producers of sitcoms ever, mm -hmm. ever in Hollywood. I mean, we're talking about, an absolute legend. So pretty much if you want to have the money to buy, and, and, and maybe you know the history about this better than I would, but this house is worth that now. Is this one of those things where you hear, like when, when uh, Hef used to talk about the Playboy Mansion, he said he bought the thing for, like you know, I think just under a million dollars back in 1965, and everyone thought he was paying way too much for it, and then yeah. the thing ended up hitting the market for $200 million, even though it sold for $100 million, but... Is this one of those situations? This is one of those where he has been there forever. Yeah. Uh, he did buy it for a lot less money because, you know, back in the day, money was different. I, I, you know, this is a guy who, who created Good Times, the Jeffersons, Sanford and Sons, One Day at a Time, All in the Family. I mean, probably some of the most famous sitcoms in the history of television. Yeah. And, of course, when you know, it could be 1970-something. You pick up eight acres in Brentwood, you know, for a few million bucks. On the flip side, I'm sure there's someone that picked up eight acres in another place that was an up-and-coming neighborhood that never up and came, right? And then the thing either loses value or is worthless, right? Oh, well, you don't always win, that's for sure. Yeah. I, can, uh, I can give you a long list of people just this year alone that, that lost. When you go through a property like that, it's a massive property, right? Eight acres, you're going to tour this with someone. Just to tour that alone, right? That, that's gonna, does that take you 
four hours. I mean, when, when you're actually showing people that, that, that are interested in potentially buying this property, you've got to carve out most of your day, I would imagine, right? Well, it's, it's so I showed it the other day. And it took me about an hour and 30 minutes from pulling onto the estate till I left the estate. The actual showing was, I think it was, I timed it. It was about 48 minutes. Oh. Uh, and then it took me, listen, it took me a solid, you know, 20 minutes to set up, turn on every light, open up the doors. <laughs> and, 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 and listen, we're talking about eight different acres and multiple structures. Right, right. And then shutting it down. So, yeah, I mean, typically it's going to be at least an hour and a half. Plus, I got to drive from Beverly Hills to Brentwood. That's tacking on another, you know, 15 minutes each way. Uh, it's it's an afternooner. It's a nooner. It's a nooner. Have you heard stories of, and I don't know if you swap them, because I, I, I know you were hanging out this week with lots of uh, some of your some of your castmates from the, the show. Do you hear stories of agents going to set up for open houses, doing something wrong, not shutting it down properly, not locking it up properly, leaving the oven on, leaving where, where all of a sudden things things happen um, to the property? Do you ever hear of that? Uh, I 100% hear about that, and we are very strict and careful about that because we have, as well as any successful realtor on the planet, have lost listings in the past years where something is not done correctly when the agent on your team leaves the house. Look, you leave a door unlocked. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of valuables in a lot of these houses. Uh, you don't shut it down the correct way. A dog gets loose. Oh. I mean, there's there's many things that can happen. So there's a whole checklist with that stuff. It happens all the time. And in fact, a lot of I've read it a lot. It hasn't happened to us. Uh, a lot of open houses. If you don't have the correct manpower or security, people steal uh, stuff. people steal stuff. Yeah, and always, in fact, there was a big article about some guy who just went to jail, some realtor. I, uh, it's crazy you're bringing this up now because I always think and I always wonder, and you've said this before, someone that comes into a property, it's very hard to judge anyone based on first appearance, but some of the wealthiest, wealthiest people, as you've said, will dress like they don't have a dollar to their name, right? And they, and they, and they, they, they flip flops and ripped up pants and. Someone will say that guy is worth you know seven billion dollars or whatever, and then you've got other people. They come in, maybe they got a suit on. You say, "Oh, this person must be uh, a Rockefeller, right?" And then, but the open houses, some of them are legitimately open houses. And you've said before, the wor even worse than someone that may steal something, the people that it's just the neighborhood people that just like the looky loos uh, that just yeah. like yeah. So I always look. tell people to take their valuables, lock them up, right. take them with them, whatever. So we make that very clear. Yeah, it, it happens. But I actually have a funny story, which kind of you, you telling me that story reminded me about this. This happened last week. It's hysterical. I'm sitting with my brother for breakfast. It's about midweek. And, you know, we're going over deals. We're going over, you know, everything that we go over before we get into the office and get bombarded with our, our agents and employees and this and that. So we have like a little clarity and free time to talk. So there's a pre-office meeting yes. where work gets done. Yeah, with Matt and I talk about different deals. And a guy comes up to us and goes, uh, hey, guys, I, I, you know, I, I know who you guys are, you know, and uh, uh, do you, are, are you familiar with this house on 123 Main Street? And I go... Oh, yeah, you mean the one that just sold last week for $32 million? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I was just curious. You know, I, I know a lot about real estate. Uh, uh, do you think it's worth $32 million? And I go, uh, to be honest with you, I think it's worth probably about $26 million. I think uh, whoever bought it definitely overpaid. Oh, no. Um, but, you know, 
it, it, it it's still an amazing property. But yeah, he goes, oh, okay, thanks a lot. As he's walking away, <laughs> he's behind me, so he's walking away. My brother just starts laughing. I'm like, what? He goes, that guy just walked away and, and said, fuck. He was like, fuck. That's the guy who bought the house. And he's like, I guarantee you, you just told the guy who spent $32 million on a house this week that it was worth $6 million less than he paid. And it turns out I get a call from his agent. Says, I know it's not your fault, but I just want to tell you a funny story. My buyer called me up today really pissed that he overpaid by $6 million on a house that <laughs> I sold him. I thought you'd get a kick out of it because how would you know? He didn't tell you that, that he was the buyer. That is really unbelievable. Uh, no, so, what, by the way, I don't know if I can say a swear, so you might have to bleep. No, that no, that's out. fine. That, that's fine. I, okay. I, whatever you want. But, but, but in all action, in, in the he action, walked away, and you literally saw his ma- mouth. He was mouthing. Yeah, he just and he went. Damn it. I mean, listen, the guy's doing fine in the world, but he just found out he overpaid by, and and and, and you don't even have, you know. I don't know if you ever walked through that house. So you're just kind of bolt. You know the neighborhood. You, you know, know the, the square footage. I happen to know that one. You, you know, you walk through houses. You know what the average price for square foot is. You know where the house is. You know every, the house's reputation. When people come up to you, and I've seen it happen more than a few times, and they'll ask you questions. Sometimes it's sp- very specific like that. Sometimes it's more vague stuff like, hey, it's good. is this a good month to buy or sell? I notice you always give out, you always give out advice. You, you will always do that. Um, do, do you think that, hey, who knows? You're nice to this person. Maybe they call you three days later and say, now list six of my houses. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> or do you just like the idea that, that people want to talk real? You just like talking real estate. I like talking real estate. That's pretty much all I talk about. But that guy uh, may very well next time call me. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's, <laughs> instead of the other guy. Believe it or not, instead of the other guy. Uh, so, you know, it, it happens. I like talking real estate. A lot, sometimes people ask me funny questions like, uh, so what do you think this house is going to be worth in 10 years? And I tell them, damn it, I left my crystal ball in my trunk. <laughs> I'll get it later. I mean, you know, you got some stuff is just outrageous. Right, like they right. Ask, like but they but there's probably the like four or five questions that more than anything else that you get over and over again. And I'm just yeah. I'm not talking about. When you go to your your uh, lectures and you and you speak engagements no, and you're around people, I'm saying like you're sitting at Starbucks and, and it's like you know it's going to be. What do you think? What What do you think about the market? Is it a good time to buy or is it a good time to sell? Uh, what's the best deal you have? Uh, do you have any desperate sellers? Uh, do you have any good foreclosure deals? And I'm like. I'm not really your foreclosure specialist, uh, but, you know, you, you can find them online. I had a guy hit me up last week and said, who listens to this show and says, um, I install solar paneling. And if you can put me in touch with uh, Josh and I, for every house I, I put solar panels on, you know, I, I'll cut you whatever, you know, one of these things. Tell him how he can just sponsor an episode that we just started doing that. That well, listen, I should I should get back to him. But I, what, my first what thought if was, I just came over here next week and all of a sudden he had a bunch of solar panels so sol- on, your, on your rental, <laughs> solar all over the place. And you're like, uh, Josh, I just want you to meet somebody real quick for dinner for three hours. Uh, and then there you are. Now you're the solar pimp. It's funny though. Everyone that's in. D- d- they want to be involved. I've had, I mean, since we've been doing this, so I can imagine what you go through because just by my loose affiliation to you, I've had granite people hit me up. I've had solar people, <laughs> like all these text. Like it's just a funny. I have like it's a. All finishes. I have a gra- like a gravel company. That re- I go. 
Oh, uh, gravel. That's that's valuable I go, stuff. We just listen. We just talk about uh, we just talk about real estate. Talk about real life. I, I don't know if I'm gonna be. I'm the type of guy that can put you in touch. I don't know if Josh has never come to me and said, "I need a good gravel guy." Can you get? Can you? I don't know if the guy turns things into gravel, sells gravel. Well, I don't know, but. But the good news is that uh, people are listening and they're thoroughly enjoying um, what it is that you're saying. This uh, this week ahead, do you, do you have when you and your brother sit down? Do you have like a, a do you do you have a goal for? I know you have goals for the year. Well, we have an, we have agendas and we always have goals for year. But actually, this week ahead, we have a very big agenda, which is the opening. The official opening of the Altman Brothers office. Yeah, and we got a, a sneak poo, uh, tour, sneak poor. I'll fix that. We got, a, <laughs> we got a, a nice, a, a nice sneak peek of what was. I was gonna say sneak peek. Nice sneak peek of that. It is unbelievable. I'm You're very, so smart that you literally put words together that's to save right. time. I make up. Listen, I, you've you've said time is time is valuable. Time listen, is money. You are, you are wicked smart. Thank you. Right? I appreciate. Yeah, a I, sneak poor. I think you do. You do you. Uh, Put up that, turn on that accent a little bit when you're with uh, buyers from uh, from Boston. That, yeah, uh, t- listen, it, I turn it on, and uh, when I'm with uh, Ben Affleck and, and uh, Matt crew. Damon as well, and uh, you know all these other guys from uh, from Southie, it's good. Are you a gambler? That's a question that I have not been able to answer. I know you like watching sports. I know you. Yes, I'm a big time gambler. You are. Yeah, I love you, gambling. You like poker? Not not so much on on like sitting and watching games anymore, which I did a lot. Right. Uh, poker, but really just gambling on everything. So, for instance, I was, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll pretty much bet on anything. What do you want to bet on? We had a ge- <laughs> we uh, uh, we had a, we played a game of horse once uh, in, in a driveway of an old, right. an old place I lived. I think I still owe you a couple hundred bucks for that. Um, that was a uh, that was a very. Exp- I thought we were playing a hundred dollars for the entire game of horse, and I think Josh thought we were playing a hundred dollars a letter. That's right. And I think he beat me. He had an H and I was a horse. <laughs> it was a bit, it got real expensive real quick. And wait, wait, you are a better basketball player than me. I, and that I, I was just on a streak right there. You were on a streak and it was uh, I bet it, you know what I did this uh, this last week I did a, a speaking event with Scott Disick and we were uh, backstage in the green room and we had about an hour to kill and we had an intense game of flick football. Oh, with the uh, paper football? With the paper football. What were the stakes? It was a $200,000 commission. Stop it. You were playing for a yes. property? Yeah. Well, no. I was playing for if I win, the next house that I sell, he has to pay me double my commission. The next house I sell for him. Oh. If I lose, I have to sell his next house that he flips for free. Commission free. So it's typically, it, it came out, it probably will end up being a $200,000 commission. Got it all on film, by the way. The whole game. The whole game. It will. You get. You know. Subscribe to the Josh Altman's YouTube channel. When is the last before this game? When is the last time you played a, a serious game of paper football? I mean, was it middle school? We we both were horrible. Middle school. It was horrible. Right. But sometimes you just got to kill some time, and and things are more fun when there's money riding on the line. Two hundred thousand dollars for paper football. That is a uh, that that right there in and of itself that could be its own series. I'd like to watch yeah, it's that. It's going to be a future YouTube episode. It comes out in the next two or three weeks. Make sure to subscribe. If you're not already uh, following all things Josh Altman on the Instagram, the Josh Altman, of course, Altman Brothers. Uh, congratulations on the official opening of the office. Yeah, which, we're going to uh, see you there, right? I will be there. I'm very excited to uh, stop by. Any any celebrities that you can mention that will be dropping by in addition. 
addition to your uh, any famous friends, a lot of wealth in that room. A lot of wealth, a lot of celebrities, uh, but really, most importantly, is just good people that I love, that I do business with, uh, that have been loyal. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really care about the celebrity part about it. I know that's the only guys like me. That's why. That, that's why <laughs> you notice one one person in this room hangs out with celebrities as friends on a regular basis, and one person sits here and eats trail mix in his bedroom. That is Josh Altman right there, Kevin Klein right here. This is another episode, All Dollars, No Cents. You can check it out. Subscribe, get the uh, past episodes as well, upgrade. And um, you can always get comments to us. I think there's a way just through this app right here, actually. You can leave us a comment, let us know what you're into, what things you want more of. And uh, we will uh, do this again next time, hopefully from a much better property. Thanks for listening to All Dollars, No Cents. Look for another new episode next week. And for access to the entire show archive, plus bonus members-only content and a bump up to Slacker Plus with no ads ever, click the upgrade button. Thanks again from Josh and Kevin and your friends at Slacker Radio.